DJ, roll the intro. Hey guys, my name is Bogdan and you're listening to Email Marketing Secrets, the show where I go behind the scenes and tell you how to master email as a marketing channel for your business. Whether you have an e-commerce store or you run a B2B or B2C business, whether you're an entrepreneur or a digital marketing freelancer, this podcast is for you. Hello, Email Marketing Nation. Bogdan here from Email Kong, and welcome to another episode of Email Marketing Secrets. This is actually episode eight from our first season here at Email Marketing Secrets. Um, I'm actually planning on on ending season one um, at 12 episodes. Uh, I'll probably just call it figuring out how to podcast or something like that. Um, it's been uh, it's been very hectic since I first published the very first episode last year in October. Uh, but, um, things have been, have been going a bit better now. You know, I've been a bit more consistent with the content and, uh, hopefully we can actually stick to the schedule of releasing an episode, uh, every other Tuesday, um, hopefully two times per month. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about seven email marketing strategies that need to change. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I've been talking over the last few months. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter or on Instagram, you know, I ramble a lot about a lot of things that everyone is doing it wrong uh, in email marketing. And, and, and it's not really in the sense that I'm doing a lot of things right. You know, I'm c- constantly learning as well every single day. But uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of mistakes out there that I want to make sure people are aware of. And uh, that's kind of one of the reasons for why I wanted to to record this to record this episode. Um, a few weeks ago, I was invited to inboxing uh, a great podcast about email marketing uh, hosted by Hillelberg, and um, he's an awesome guy. If you want to go ahead and follow him, without getting too much um, spending too much on the intro, um, let's start with the first email marketing. Uh, strategy that needs to change. And the first one actually is deceiving customers with misleading subject lines or headlines. Um, look, if you know, I, I always I, I posted something on Instagram a while ago about um, whether curiosity and, and a very uh, heightened sense of urgency is a dirty marketing tactic. And a lot of you agree that it's not. And I'm of the same opinion. But I want to, you know, there's only so much I can share on, on, on an Instagram post or on a, on a Twitter uh, uh, posts that I cannot really expand on unless I, you know, add a whole uh, uh, chapter of a book in the in the Instagram uh, descri- uh, post description. But what I want to make sure you're you're you guys are not doing here, you know, if you post if you if you use a very misleading subject line, sort of like you know things that I actually promote a lot, you know, using something very uh, a short subject line such as bad news, you missed this or Oh, I can't believe this happened. Like things like this will trigger curiosity in your subscribers and they'll have no choice than to actually click and open uh, the email. However, if your email content is trash, then it doesn't matter how effective that subject line is. It will simply affect that, that, that trust that you have worked to build with your subscribers. So, you know, you know, if you, if you have to choose between putting more effort into your email content 
versus crafting a very uh, uh, smart subject line that would actually get people to open, I would 100% suggest that you spend more time on your email content. Like context is the only thing that matters here. So if you send an email with a subject line, bad news, make sure there's context behind it. Why is it bad news? Did you run a sale for the last uh, seven days and they haven't actually been seeing those emails? So then you say bad news, the sale is almost over. If that's the case, then you might just get away with it. But if you just send an email out of the blue, bad news, and your content is trash, your content is just trying to sell them on something completely new that hasn't been nurtured throughout uh, um, uh, uh, a longer sequence of emails, then I would say that is a misleading subject line and I wouldn't use it because it will most likely end up in your subscriber unsubscribing from you. Um, so that is the first one. The second one uh, that I want to talk about is, and it's one that I've actually mentioned a lot, um, you know, in the, in the last 12 months since I've been publishing content uh, on social media, is sending emails to your entire list. You know, there's even to this day, I have two to three, four uh, discovery calls per week with e-commerce stores. And out of those uh, three stores, usually most of them actually uh, give me access to their Klaviyo account because I do offer a free audit uh, for everyone that I have a conversation with. So regardless of, you know, you not being at a stage that you can actually invest to work with me, I will still provide you with a free audit on everything that you should be doing with your email marketing account. Most of these being obviously Klaviyo accounts. Now, the amount of times I see in there, uh, people sending campaigns, like big e-commerce stores, small e-commerce stores, all sizes, sending campaigns to their entire list, to their newsletter list, as most of them calls it. Uh, most, most of them call it. Um, you know, sending emails to your unengaged subscribers, uh, in this case, to your entire list, which contain uh, contains your unengaged subscribers is a negative intent signal to uh, email providers uh, such as Gmail or Outlook, and it will most likely tell them that you're a spammer. And that means that slowly but surely your emails will start going into the promotion folder and then they'll start going into the spam folder. And you don't want that. The number one rule in email marketing is that you should work from the deliverability down. Deliverability being the number one priority uh, for you as an email marketer. How can I get into my subscribers' inboxes? How can I make sure that I'm at the very top of their inbox whenever they uh, they open their Gmail or they open their Outlook or whatever uh, provider they're using? And there's a lot of ways to do that. I've talked recently, I posted something on Instagram about telling your subscribers to actually mark your emails as important. Like you can even have a, in the footer of every single email that you're sending, you know, have like a little section saying like, hey, by the way, if you want to make sure you don't miss my emails, make sure you mark this email as important on Gmail. Or if you're an Apple, make sure you add it to your VIP list. This will ensure that from now on, from that moment onward, if they do take that action, they will receive your emails at the very top of their inbox. You will be a starred sender. And that's what you want to strive for. Because then essentially, if you've managed to achieve the very uh, uh, first number pro number one priority is to, to get into their inbox, then everything else comes easy to figure out the content, figure out how you can get them to click through, but always work step by step. And um, yeah, to sort of uh, wrap up on this one, do not send emails to your whole list. It's a no-brainer, and I wanted to make sure that I include it again in here. Uh, the third one um, is uh, sending emails from noreply at brand.com. This is... Um, 
you know, I, I've never really understood this. I don't know how this was born. I don't know who came up with the idea. I was like, oh, you know what? We should we should come up with a with an email address that tells our subscribers we are unavailable for any sort of communication that they want to send towards us. If they want to buy from us, sure. If they want to get in touch with us, no, no, no. Like, look, I get it, a lot of people have within their emails, they have like, hey, if you want to get in touch, click here. But sending an email from no reply at, it's just so unwelcoming. It's, you know, it's not even, like, I, I just really, I don't understand it. Like, having a friendly, welcoming sender name, such as hello, hey, you know, uh, um, team at, whatever you want to use, uh, uh, encouraging customers to connect with you. This is, you can use this as a, as a weapon to, to use it as, a, as an advantage over the ones that don't, because trust me, there's still so many out there that are not, uh, uh, they are still using no reply at. I, in my opinion, no one should be using uh, no reply at brand.com or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely one that you should avoid. Now, number four on our list is uh, sending resends to non-openers. There's a very big difference because I am also a big fan of using resends to your advantage to engage more of your customers. However, sending resends to your non-openers, that is a completely different story. Resends um, are used to send a follow-up emails to customers that didn't open the first uh, initial email that you sent to them. Um, and um, in my opinion, this is a, a wrong approach. Now, if you want to send a resend, use it as an opportunity to actually don't send it to people that didn't open. You know, if the customer didn't open the first email, why bother them again with the same content and just switch the subject line thinking that, oh, they'll open now. Like, look, it's it's just, it's not a, a, a um, it's not a, a positive thing that you can do as, a, as an email marketing. It will affect your deliverability massively. Instead, what I would suggest is that if, if a message really needs to be sent twice, uh, send it to your openers, the people that haven't opened and uh, the people that have opened but didn't click. Switch the content slightly. How much time do you think you're going to spend on that email? Like you can literally just uh, change the first line of the email. Like, hey, we see that you didn't click on the last email. Uh, we just wanted to put this again at the top of your inbox. We're organizing a sale. You have 20% off. You know, if you don't want to receive this email anymore, don't worry. This is the last time you're going to hear from us. Here's the email and then sort of like just have the rest of the email being the same, but personalize it, make it, uh, um, make it meaningful for your customers. If you're going to send that email again, tell them why you're sending it again. Don't just repeat the same email with a different subject line. Um, so that's definitely a big no, no when it comes to, uh, uh email marketing. Um, number five, it's, uh, collecting email, uh, an email address and a phone number on the same pop-up window. So, you know, um, the, the number one way that you can grow your list in e-commerce is, you know, obviously using a pop-up and collecting subscribers uh, by presenting, you know, first-time visitors on your website with a, some sort of offer so they can subscribe to your list. And, um, you know, from there on, you can nurture them towards purchase. The number one change you can apply to any email pop-up right now to increase sign-up rate is to remove any other data point aside from email address. You don't need more than email address the first time a customer chooses to subscribe to your list. Um, and there's a psychological uh, element in here. If the customer has entered their email address, press continue, and they see an additional window asking for optional information, um, such as phone number or, or uh, um, you know, an interest, they are more likely to opt in. 
And the reason for this is like, you know, the, the way I look at it is like, if a salesperson comes at your door and knocks and says like, hey, you know, my name is Bogdan, I'm here to give you, I'm here if, if for you to give me my, uh, your phone number, your, your email address, your first name and your date of birth. You know, if they ask all of these questions right away, you'll 100% say no, why would you? There's a complete stranger. The same thing applies when someone arrives on your website and you're asking them all of these different informations in return for what, for a 10% off? You know, but look at it, look at it this way. If you've welcomed them, welcomed them in, in your house, the salesperson that is, um, you know, we've offered them a cup of coffee. You already have a conversation with them because you're interested. Like they've had a different approach, uh, right. To, 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 to try and get in your, uh, to try and sell you whatever they're trying to sell you. You're more likely to give that information about yourself, right? Because they have, they already have a commitment and you already have a commitment by welcoming them in. The same thing applies to a pop-up. If you have a pop-up and you ask for email address in the first window, and then on the second window, it's like, hey, wait a minute, uh, you know, would you like to join our SMS club? They're most likely, more likely to say like, oh, do I? Yeah, maybe. And then they put their phone number. And it's like, hey, can you tell us these quick, uh, uh, can you tell us what, what, you know, what interests you the most? Is it health supplements? Is it fitness supplements? Or whatever, right? The, let's just say you would be you the health, uh, health supplement store. Um, they're more likely to, to answer that question as well. And then they're on the thank you page like, hey, awesome. You know, your discount code is being sent to you at, uh, uh, right now. Like, it's just a different type of approach. You know, putting all of these different, uh, um, um, all of these different uh, cells in, into the pop-ups, like email address, first, first name, uh, phone number, it will just be overwhelming and it will lower your sign-up rate. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, remove anything aside from email. You don't need them pre-purchased. You will gather more information for them once they become a customer anyway. Um, number six on our list is sending discounts to every uh, single uh, on every single email flow. You know, before when I first started as an email freelancer, my core offering was to build you a new subscriber flow, a checkout abandonment flow, and a browse abandonment flow. That's kind of like, you know, what, what, what I would promise any store that would want to work with me. Like I would build something uh, that works really well, beautiful emails, optimized um, for your store. And it would be these three flows. And num num the number of mistake that I was making is that I was adding discounts on all of those flows. The new subscriber flow would have a 10% off with, again, a follow-up at the very end of the flow saying, I hate your discount is expiring today. The checkout abandonment flow will have a 15% off completely focused on reminding them about their card and reminding them about that incentive. The browse abandonment flow, the first email will be a simple reminder and the second email and the third email would be a discount to get them to purchase. Now, what does that tell you? This is angled only at the presumption that the person didn't buy because of price. Now, I don't know about you, but we live in 2022. There's, you know, if you're targeting the right people, those people will most likely have the financial means to buy from you. Like, it's true that the number one reason people abandon their checkout sometimes it is because of price. But deep down, it's actually not. It's because of a multitude of other reasons. Not enough product information. They didn't trust the brand. You know, they... Um, they didn't like the ingredients that you were, you were selling or the features of your of your product. Like there's a lot of things that people do not like uh, about products when making a purchase online. Do not assume price is the number one reason they're, they're not buying and do not damage your brand by adding discounts to every single email. Instead of sending, uh, let's say the new subscriber flow is fine. Give them an incentive to join your list and then remind them about the discount at the, at the end of the flow. It's something that I still do now. But 
with the checkout abandonment flow, why not, you know, if they haven't purchased by the third email, why not first ask them, um, you know, hey, just just curious, like, why uh, is there something that uh, you didn't like on the store? What's the reason that you haven't finished your purchase for, uh, uh, at the moment? And then add a few buttons uh, in which you would give them potential answer, not enough product information, I didn't trust the brand, you know, I just don't like it, whatever, like make sure these are data driven as well, powered by things that you know from the past as well. And then use those buttons to automatically sync data within your Clavio account, and then look at the segments and see which one is the most used. If it's not enough product information, why not fix your product pages instead of damaging your uh, your brand with discounts? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't give an incentive on the checkout abandonment flow because of habit forming. A lot of people expect it as well. But what I'm saying is that you should try and be a lot more, uh, um, have a bit more of a 360 view of e-commerce when you're looking at remi email reminders such as browse abandonment, checkout abandonment, not just thinking, oh, I'm going to send them a discount. That's going to give me the sale. Um, so yeah. That's number six for us. Do not send discounts on every single email flow. Number seven, um, it's also about, about discounts. And actually, I just realized that I've kind of covered number seven and number six. But yeah, it's sending discounts to abandoned checkouts without understanding the reasons customers didn't purchase. So obviously, I'm not going to repeat myself too much. But um, so I'll give you my, my checkout abandonment playbook that I've actually posted on Twitter a few days ago is the first email, you send a simple reminder. Uh, you know, try and focus on uh, focus on 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 the brand, on the brand story. Maybe an email, an email from the founder. Just tell them like you'll be there for them if they need any support. Maybe make it customer support focused. It should be a simple reminder to get them back on the website. The second email, um, in my opinion, should be a a reminder focused on reviews, focused on um, again unique selling points of the product. Um, just kind of like really tell the story of why the your product is freaking fantastic and why they should come back and buy it right now third email is where you can either you can go with an incentive right because that's kind of the the playbook that we've adapted across over the years and you know again because of habit forming a lot of people would expect to receive an in incentive but what i would do is like on email four instead of repeating the same thing it's like hey your discount expires today like if by email four they haven't purchased they most likely won't um, why not use it as an opportunity to learn more about it? So what I said before, do it a, a survey-based email. What are you trying to understand why they didn't purchase from you? And use those answers to then fuel your marketing decisions in the future as to what you're going to try and do to, to reduce the, uh, uh, the abandoned checkout rate. Like a lot of people think that you know i need to get as many people through my abandoned checkout flow as possible no they, it's great to have the abandoned checkout flow there so you can recover lost sales but your goal should be to fix your your uh, product pages to fix your website your website to increase your conversion rate so they have less people that don't actually finish their purchase so again it's by you know i feel like email marketers in 2022 uh, they need to be more e-commerce marketers if we're, if they're working in e-commerce, obviously, uh, rather than just email marketers. They need to understand the whole 360 of e-commerce, of e the, the whole e-commerce ecosystem. Uh, you know, take Ezra Firestone, for example, who actually coined the term the e-commerce ecosystem. He's at its core, he's a, he, at his core, he's an email marketer. He has loads of email marketing courses. He's fantastic. He uses Klaviyo. But uh, actually, if you really look at who he is, he's an e-commerce store owner. 
He's an e-commerce expert. That's what he's done all of his life. And then he's managed to, to sort of specialize in email marketing. And because he has such a broad understanding of e-commerce, his email marketing strategies are really, really good because he understands the customer. But yeah, guys, this is all for today. Uh, thanks very much for listening again. These are seven uh, email marketing strategies that need to completely change. Um, we as email marketers, the, we need to be better. We need to understand more about the businesses that we work with. And it's our responsibility to make sure that if we do take a client, um, you know, we're not just sort of learning on their, uh, at their expense because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's our responsibility to make sure that we deliver an exceptional service. And I hope that by listening to this podcast episode, you kind of get an idea of the type of things that you shouldn't be doing. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to learn more about email marketing, make sure to follow me on Instagram at email Kong. Um, I've recently opened up a, a, um, a Twitter page as well, where, uh, I'm posting daily. I'm posting one of the, some of those threads as well that I saw they're quite trendy. Um, uh, you can follow me at email Kong. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I post email marketing tips daily uh, on, on different types of, of topics. A lot of them, they would be listening on this podcast. Um, there's a lot of things that you could, you could download as well from my website, uh, emailcong.com if you want to have a look at uh, some of the things that I have in there. If you are an e-commerce store owner and you want to work with me, uh, you want to get a free audit, please do get in touch, emailcong.com. Again, just go on my website. Uh, that's emailcong, email K-O-N-G. Um, don't forget to uh, download my e-commerce email flow swipe file. Uh, I'm sharing 25 different flows you can build for an e-commerce store. You can download that on my website as well under downloads. Um, other than that, you guys stay safe, have a good one, and I'll see you in the next one.